disclaimer. This podcast is not affiliated with, nor does it speak on behalf of any company, organization, or firm. This is based on the personal experiences and opinions as two individual professionals. Welcome to our podcast, Decoding Corporate America. I am Erica. And I am Sashala. Just a reminder, this is a casual and candid conversation between two corporate professionals, and our goal is to inspire and empower others during times of adversity. We're basically your mentors in your head. That's right. We know that everyone is busy, so this will only be 15 minutes per episode. So listen to us in the car, while you're grocery shopping, or while you're cooking like me when I listen to most podcasts, or anytime that's convenient to you. This is part one of episode one, Performance Review Like a Boss. This will be a two-part episode where part one, we will focus on the self-eval, which you've most likely already have completed. But we will have some tips and hints for you to note that will be useful when you do this again later in the year. And on part two, we're focused on the conversation aspect. This will be the dialogue that you'll have with your manager after receiving your performance review feedback. We will also have an expert in the room as well. What a topic and what a question, huh? How do you handle your performance review like a boss? First question is, did you handle your self-evaluation like a boss? Your self-evaluation is your time to shine for you to stunt and say, hey, look at me, check me out, and look how awesome I am. It is a reminder to your boss or your manager of your awesomeness. Here are a couple questions to ask yourself as you create this end-of-year review. First question, did you capture all your hard work that you've done this year? Did you describe how it was done? And let's not forget, 2020 was a tough year, and being in a pandemic was not easy. So did you talk about how that impacted your life and your day-to-day and maybe your stakeholders and a team around you? HBR published an article a couple months ago. The title said, How to Do Performance Reviews Remotely. And it mentions that the initial targets that were set last year, meaning in 2019 or early 2020 before the COVID-19 crisis emerged, are no longer applicable. And those goalposts that they have shifted and the context has changed. So now a, a question that you need to consider is, did you renegotiate these objectives at some point within the year? What about the positive impact that you had on your on the different business areas in your company? And finally, you need to be able to solicit feedback from your peers as well. So Shashala, you know, I'm going to throw you in for a loop right here. I wanted to ask a question. Now, when we're talking about 360 reviews, what's your preference? Would you prefer to get people who are objective or should we find advocates? Hmm, that, that is a good question. You know what, for some of our viewers that are not familiar with the term 360 review, uh, a 360 is basically... It's an opportunity where you get to solicit feedback from your coworkers and sometimes from your direct reports, although I have never I've never seen that uh, aspect on my end. I don't know if you've seen that, Erica, but it I is ba- oh, where you've actually solicited that for your end of year evaluation. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it is meant to be an objective review of how your actions and behaviors were perceived for the year. 
So back to your original question, do I get advocates or folks that I believe would be objective? So folks that I believe would be objective, I usually try to solicit feedback from them throughout the year. And the folks who are advocates for me, I ask them for feedback at the end of the year. <laughs> mm, yeah, you know what? I think all good points. I think, you know, when it comes down to your point, as far as people who are objective, I definitely think that's like an offline thing. I think that's what I'm hearing from you. And then um, from my perspective, I also do identify people who are generally advocates for me. And then on that bit in terms of people who may report to me, yeah, I mean, 360 to me is is fully encompassing. So I try to identify people who uh, basically are a level above me, at my peer level, and then also who may be junior, and then also may also report to me because I feel like it gives me a more well-rounded view. Yeah. Thanks for that perspective, Erica. Now, now that we've answered the question just about, you know, questions that you should be asking yourself as you create your self-evaluation process, next thing that we should talk about is the process. So for me, the process, it requires a lot of deep thinking and that process, I'm embarrassed to say, but it takes a couple of days. And you would think, the reason why I'm, I'm embarrassed, because I've been around for a good more than two decades, and you would think that it would be a much quicker process, but it's not. So I think about those questions that I listed before, um, and those are questions that I ask myself. I create an outline, then I go back to the outline a day later, and then I fill in the blank with all of the details. I want to be able to provide an outcome of my objectives and if I've met them, how I did it, and the results and impact on the firm. And then in addition to that, I also kind of note anything that took place out of the ordinary and how I actually solved for some of those issues. And there were tons of those during 2020. So Erica, what are some tips and hints or examples of self-evaluation like a boss from your perspective, not just your perspective as the employee, but as a manager, what are you looking for? Well, first, what I'd like to say is kudos to you on your very, you know, straightforward, um, you know, approach in terms of how, how you do your self-eval. I wish and aspire to be as organized as you, but unfortunately, it doesn't always end up that way. However, um, you know, what I will say. <laughs> Erica, hold on one second. So how long does it take you? Because if it's taken me a couple days, how long is it taking you? Because I have a feeling. Two days. I'm more envious of Two you. days to the max. <laughs> Two days to the max, Shashala. Two days to the <laughs> max is, is as long as it takes for me. Uh, if I had more than two days, then unfortunately, it I would end up overwriting uh, some of the content. So, you know, I've definitely learned that about myself, that I can be a bit verbose. So giving myself two days. However, what I do do throughout the year is, and I've only started doing this in the most recent years, is utilizing my performance review system to actually write examples of different things that I'm proud of, different objectives that I've hit, different things that, you know, I've just kind of hit out of the park so that I can go back to that 
easily and pull into my 360. So in the end, maybe our approach ends up being around the same. It's just that I try to do it within two days. But, you know, your approach is definitely, you know, much more organized and maybe someday I can get there. And funny, I would love to try to condense my time down to one to two days. Okay, so you know what? Now, um, on the next bit in terms of from a manager's perspective, right? Um, Let's get into that a bit, right? Now, I've had some employees who have written just a couple of words on their self-eval. Hold on, Erica. When you say a couple of words, what does that mean? Are we talking like two two to three paragraphs? I'm literally saying three sentences. I'm so serious right now. Wow. Like I've had employees do that. Now I do recognize that there are instances where you may have some employees that are a bit early in their career. They think that everything's easy breezy and, you know, everything's great. Right. So, you know, three sentences was sufficient enough for them. That definitely is not appropriate, guys. Um, you know, hopefully you guys don't fall into that trap. I've also had people who have been pretty seasoned and they may end up doing the same thing. I mean, they may be like, you know what? I have nothing more to give on this. I'm great. Again, not appropriate, guys. This is your time to shine. If you're looking to get to the next level, if you're looking for a change, if you're just looking for, you know, to be acknowledged for what you're doing, Definitely spend the time to put in a few more than a couple sentences, okay? Now, in those instances that I do find people who do do that, and, you know, maybe we'll have a different session where we may have, you know, a manager section, but, you know, right now we're just focused on the employee. Um, You know, I do try to give feedback to my employees to, you know, have an opportunity to go back to do that, but not every manager will do that. So, you know, I can't emphasize that enough to really spend the time to do that. Now, going back to that article that we were talking about how to do performance reviews remotely, things are different now, right? Um, again, the main reason why we're talking about this is because everyone is working remotely and things may have changed a bit from the time that we've had our earlier objectives from earlier in the year to now. So, It's time to actually take this time to review your post-pandemic goals, which are near and long-term, with your manager to discuss how things have changed. I mean, there may be some instances that some of the objectives or goals may have changed or shifted or may need to be put on pause until we're actually done with this pandemic or how they've kind of evolved or morphed. Now, going back to the article, performance is a measure of success against the goal. So it's important for you to find various examples against these objectives you have set. So some examples are, let's say you've rolled out a new control to save time spent on XYZ process, or you've expanded your client base by X percentage in XYZ market. Okay, definitely identify specific examples. Concentrate on your goal and on your growth and learning. So some examples are, what courses have you taken? I'm sure quite a few of you have tried to really make most of your time while you've been home. Make sure that you highlight that. Did you network more? Right. Like there may be some instances where you find it more easier to actually network, especially for those introverts. Did you take on stretch assignments during the crisis? I mean, I've seen some individuals who, you know, may have had some downtime in their group and they've been able to be tapped by another group. Right. Make sure that you identify those examples. 
Identify instances where you've been able to show some empathy, resiliency, and capacity to adapt while in this challenging period. And then also focus on examples where teamwork and collaboration have been set, right? This is premium during this crisis. These behaviors should be acknowledged and rewarded. So going back now to the 360 feedback and the self-eval, all of this can actually be pulled into that information. Wow, those were spot on. And I hope you all were taking notes. I mean, those were some great recommendations. I especially like the one about empathy, resilience, and capacity during this challenging time because that's really what it is during a pandemic, a challenging time, especially for a lot of us who are working from home. So, so true, so right? True. Um, so guess what? This is the end. Thank you all for stopping in and listening to our podcast, The Coding Corporate America. This is episode one, part one of Performance Review Like a Boss. So next time, we're going to have part two, Performance Review Like a Boss, where we will have an HR expert reviewing the dialogue with your manager and their feedback to you on your self-eval. So stay tuned. We're going to help you set up 2021 in the right way. If you have a question you need us to decode, send us a DM on Instagram, Decoding Corporate, or email us at decodingcorporateamerica at gmail.com. I am Erica. I am Sashala. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>